0: Today, I'll be reading Digital Thermometer by Tess, etc. The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic include Porn Without Plot, Smut, Fingers in My Mouth Friday, Anal, Flimsy Excuses to Have Sex, Finger Kink. Based on that one scene when Cass wanted to take Dean's temperature. Digital Thermometer, written by Tess, etc., read for you by Nerdy Nernstein. Summary, Cass takes Dean's temperature very, very thoroughly. Doctor,
1: doctor, give me the news, I got a bad case.
0: Maybe it wouldn't have happened if Sam had been along. But then again, that was probably for the best. Sam, of course, was trying to study up on some kind of lore-something-something. And so when the haunted gas station in New Mexico came up, Dean tagged Cass in to help. Then it turned out to be werewolves in addition to the ghost. And while Dean burned the corpse, he had the pleasure of watching Cass stab and smite almost a half a dozen snarling beasts, It was, not to put too fine of a point on it, fucking hot. Of course, that meant Dean was a tiny bit distracted while the ghost tried to defend its bones, and it swooshed right through him just as he dropped the matches in the grave. It wasn't able to save itself, but it did disable Dean temporarily. Cass, of course, finished with the werewolves and rushed to Dean's side immediately. Dean, slightly stunned from the ghost passing through him, plus Cass's badass fucking moves, meant that he wasn't quite able to stop Cass from grabbing his face and looking into his eyes. "'Are you okay, Dean?' the angel asked anxiously. (mong) Nunga, Dean replied, his tongue still numb. "'I think you have the ghost sickness,' Cass said. "'Dean had had ghost sickness before, and it wasn't that, but he couldn't respond. "'Let me take your temperature.' Cass said, holding up his index finger. Yay, huh? Dean replied somewhat desperately, not entirely sure what Cass meant to do with that finger. He tried to raise an arm to back Cass away, but it flopped uselessly at his side. Luckily, Cass just slipped his finger into Dean's mouth. Dean blinked. Cass held it there for a moment. His head tilted to the side. His eyes scrunched in concentration. His finger slid past Dean's tongue. And even though he couldn't move, he could still feel it, and, like two minutes ago, Cass was fucking smiting werewolves with these hands. And honestly, the heat flowing through his veins had little to do with any kind of fever.
1: You're a little warm,
0: Cass said. We better get you back to the motel. I can't heal you just yet because I had to smite all those werewolves. But I don't think it's an emergency. Dean didn't argue, for obvious reasons, as Cass lifted him up and Bridal carried him back to the Impala. It was a 20-minute drive back to town. Dean had no way to stop Cass from driving his car, but as it happened, watching Cass with his hands on the wheel of his baby was almost as exciting as the smiting had been. Probably why he hadn't let it happen sooner, Dean figured. As he watched Cass drive, his fingers wrapped around the leather of the steering wheel. Dean became aware that control was gradually returning to his body. First his fingers and his toes, then his legs and arms, in his torso, thank God, because he was a little uncomfortable and needed to shift a bit because the left side of his ass was starting to ache. Then, just as they pulled into their parking spot at the motel, he was able to move his face. By the time Cass stopped the engine and came around to the passenger side, Dean was already getting out. I'm fine, Cash, Dean said, only slightly slurring. I can walk. He got to his feet a little shaky and leaned on Cass as he opened the door. I still want to examine you again, just to be certain. Cass helped Dean out of his jacket and led him over to the bed, directing him to sit. He turned on the light and leaned in close to Dean's face. Dean could smell him, a kind of familiar fresh air and ozone scent that Dean thought should be sold as fabric softener, because if he could wash his sheets in it, he would seriously never get out of bed. He almost moaned. (sighs) Actually, he did moan. Dean felt his face heat up in embarrassment. You're looking a little flushed. Your pupils are dilated, too. Let me check if your temperature is still high. Dean didn't want Cass sticking his finger in his mouth again, except he also kind of did. And anyway, maybe, if he was honest, he kind of didn't mind Cass touching him in general. And he usually didn't have a valid excuse so, maybe it wouldn't be so, so bad just this once if he let Cass give him a very thorough examination. Just this once. Just to be safe. Cass slipped his finger into Dean's mouth. Dean tried not to move. He honestly did. But his tongue disagreed and kind of slid along Cass's finger, definitely not licking him, just, you know, sliding a bit. On accident. You're still pretty hot. Uh, warm. Cass said. Honestly, Dean agreed. He felt very hot. He tugged at the collar of his shirt. You're right. We should get you out of some of these clothes. You do have a lot of layers on. Dean nodded. Definitely too many clothes. Cass started with Dean's boots, and Dean started with his flannel, and they met in the middle at Dean's pants. Dean's fingers must have still been a little stiff because he fumbled a lot. So Cass pushed his hands aside impatiently and undid the buckle of his belt. And then a moment later, he was pushing his jeans down so Dean could step out of them. Cass steered him towards the bed, and Dean complied. Castiel could tell Dean was going to be okay although he had been a bit concerned when the ghost had passed through him earlier. It's not like this wasn't anything they hadn't seen before. But usually Sam was there, and Castiel usually deferred to Dean's brother when it came to these things because, frankly, it was a minor thing that usually passed. But, well, Dean's temperature was slightly elevated, although it was within normal parameters. Still, he had flushed a bit when Cass had touched him, it probably wouldn't be entirely unreasonable to be 100% certain. Besides, it wasn't like he had the opportunity to touch Dean that often, to take care of him. So, as long as he could reasonably get away with it, he would. With that in mind, Castiel headed into the bathroom to retrieve a washcloth, which he dampened with cool water and brought back to Dean. He only hesitated a moment before he sat down next to Dean on the edge of the bed. "'May I?' Castiel asked, and Dean nodded. So Cass began wiping Dean's face and neck with the cloth. "'We have to bring your core body temperature down,' Castiel fibbed. "'Better do my chest, too, then,' Dean replied. "'That made sense.' Castiel wiped the cloth gently down Dean's neck and chest, running it over his shoulders and across his clavicle. "'He wanted to press his mouth to that bone.' to the hollow of his throat, to his nipple. But he shouldn't. He couldn't. You're getting a little flushed too, Cass. Are you sure this isn't contagious? I... I don't know. Probably better take that coat off just in case. We wouldn't want it to get wet anyway. Dean made a lot of sense. Castiel stood, shrugging out of his coat and suit jacket, He hesitated a moment before rolling up his sleeves. Dean watched him intently, his eyes wide. Castiel went to wet the cloth again. While the water ran, Castiel looked at himself in the mirror. He was definitely flushed, and it wasn't because of any ghost sickness. Honestly, he was surprised he had enough blood left in his body to flush his face, since so much of it seemed to have collected in his vessel's penis. He ran the cloth over his face and tried to cool down, while he attempted to will his body into submission. He should probably stop. But the truth was, Dean usually put a stop to any inappropriate touching long before it got to this point. And Castiel wasn't entirely sure he wanted to stop before Dean made him. Besides, Dean had to know that he wasn't truly ill. He wet the cloth again and went back into the bedroom. Dean was still sprawled on the bed. Their eyes met. I think you better check my temperature again, Dean said, just to be safe. All the saliva promptly vanished from Castiel's mouth. Shit, Cass looked hot standing there, backlit from the bathroom. His hair all stuck up and his sleeves rolled up, exposing his taut biceps. They were probably so firm from all the like knife fighting and smiting. Dean swallowed hard. Cass approached the bed slowly. It kind of reminded Dean of a panther. It made him feel like he was being stalked. Sometimes he forgot, sometimes he took Cass's guyness for granted, forgot to look past the confused head tilt and the frumpy accountant get up. But sometimes, like today, he remembered that Cass was dangerous. He was something other, and his hands could kill as easily as they could heal. It terrified Dean, but in a way that sent tingles down his spine, sent heat through his veins. Dean licked his lips in anticipation. The movement drew Cass's eyes to Dean's mouth, and Dean saw his throat move as he swallowed. Just to be safe, Cass muttered. And slid his fingertip into Dean's mouth. Dean didn't even pretend. He closed his eyes and sucked Cass's finger into his mouth, biting gently to hold him in place, then ran the tip of his tongue up one side and down the other. Cass pulled back slightly, and Dean moaned, and Cass pushed back in smoothly, and it reminded Dean of fuck. His eyes shot open, meeting the blue of Cass's. His pupils dilated as Dean watched, fascinated. Cass had to know, had to realize that Dean was fine, but he was going along with it. To pretend this wasn't what it was, to leave it unacknowledged. If they addressed it, then things might change. But if they just pretended, then it wasn't anything, nothing important, nothing that could come between them. Dean closed his eyes. You're very warm still, Cass said. He removed his finger from Dean's mouth. I'd better keep trying to cool you off. Dean felt the cloth return as Cass ran it down his chest and over his ribs, back up and over his nipples, which peaked up with the cold. Dean thought he heard a small sound escape from Cass, and then he did it again and again. And maybe Dean was wrong but maybe he'd let his thumb slip past the edge of the cloth and flick his nipple. But maybe he was wrong. The cloth moved lower, over the bottom of his ribs, his belly, his navel, lower, catching on the little bit of hair that led into his underwear, which was getting tight. Maybe you should do my back, Dean said. Maybe you're right. If Castile thought it was difficult running a cloth over Dean's front while keeping up the pretense that this was some kind of treatment, it was about a thousand times worse from the back. Dean's muscles gleamed in the low light of the motel room, the dim lamp and the bathroom light casting shadows and giving him a soft glow. Castile ran the cloth down the length of Dean's spine, then back up to his neck, slowly. Down again, on the right side, then back up the left, then down the middle again, a little lower this time. Nudging the waistband of his underwear down a little, Dean let out a groan. He paused. Are you alright? Castiel asked. Yeah, just, uh, my muscles are really sore. Probably from the paralysis or whatever. Mm-mm. Maybe I could rub them a bit. Castile tried to disguise the eagerness he felt at getting his hands on Dean directly, but his voice shook a little despite himself. Yeah, that, uh, sounds good. Castile set the cloth aside and turned back to Dean. He started at his shoulder blades, rubbing them firmly in slow circles, then up to his neck and down along his spine, slowly, avoiding pressing on the spine. The angle was awkward from where he was sitting, and Dean must have noticed the uneven pressure. He turned his head and peered up at him. You might have a better angle if you straddled me. I am concerned I may catch your fever. You do look a little flushed. You should probably take those pants off, just to keep cool. The shirt, too. You know, just to be safe. That didn't make even the minutest amount of sense, but Castiel wasn't about to argue. So he got up and started unbuttoning his shirt, taking note of Dean's wide eyes and the flush of his cheeks as he undid each button. When he tossed the shirt aside, Dean licked his lips. His eyes ran up and down Castiel's body, and he could definitely feel the heat of it warming his skin. He rolled his shoulders experimentally, and Dean let out a soft groan. His eyes followed Castiel's hands as they worked loose the buckle of his pants. Castiel let them fall and pushed his boots off with his toes before stepping out of the whole works quickly, eager to get his hands back on Dean. Castiel returned to the bed, straddling Dean's thighs. He tried to ignore how perfectly his hips seemed to nestle into Dean's ass and instead began to concentrate on each muscle as he worked his fingers into it. Starting with the splenius capitis, down the trapezius to the deltoid. "'He ran his hands along the rhomboid major and minor muscles, "'inching his fingers along in small circles "'until he reached the latissimus dorsi, "'which he followed up to the ribs "'and then back down to the spine. "'The only thing left was the gluteus maximus, "'and honestly, mentally reciting all that Latin "'had not helped in the slightest. "'He ran his hands slowly up to Dean's neck, avoiding his ass for the moment, and Dean let out an unearthly groan of pleasure that sent shivers down Castiel's spine. Back down again, nudging the waist of his underwear down a fraction of an inch, then back up again. He leaned down, hovering near Dean's ear and paused. Should I go lower? he murmured. Oh, yeah, Dean moaned. I may need to remove your remaining undergarment, if that's all right. If you have to, Cass. Mm. Thank you, Dean. He worked his way down Dean's back once again, and when he reached the offending underwear, he hooked his fingers into the waistband and slowly tugged them off, creeping backwards until he reached Dean's feet. He slid them off and tossed them aside kneeling with one leg between Dean's and working his way slowly back up, one big hand on each leg, thumbs and fingers working the muscles in his calves and thighs. The higher he got, the slower he went, and he watched, fascinated, as Dean's ass clenched and released as each stroke brought him incrementally higher. Eventually, his fingers brushed the bottom curve of Dean's ass and he flinched, groaning out a desperate, Please, Cass. That was the single most incendiary thing that he had ever heard in his long, long existence. He wanted to spread those cheeks, push them apart with his thumbs and bury his face between them. But he wanted to drag it out more. So he slid his hands to the side, running them up Dean's hips to his waist and then back down again, rubbing circles into the tops of his thighs once again. Dean was losing his mind as Cass slowly worked his way around, his fingers digging deliciously into his waist, his hips, and his thighs, then back again, avoiding his ass completely. His cock, impossibly hard, was leaking into the bedding, and he pushed back against Cass's hands, not only to release the pressure on his aching dick, but also to encourage Cass to maybe, possibly, narrow his focus down to a somewhat smaller range. It worked, thank fuck, and he felt his eyes rolling back into his head as Cass's hands, currently situated at the tops of his thighs, slid higher than they had to this point. Dean felt his thumbs creep down between his legs, and he let them fall open a bit as Cass pushed them apart with his thumbs. He felt Cass shift, moving his outside leg over Dean's and moving up so he was kneeling between Dean's thighs, and Dean opened further to accommodate him. Cass sucked in a breath, and finally, finally let his hands rest on both of Dean's ass cheeks, his fingers pressing in and his thumbs brushing impossibly close to his hole. He could feel Cass's gaze on him. He could see it in his mind without even looking back, that intense stare. His hands circled, pushing his ass cheeks apart, dipping between, brushing the back of his balls. Perhaps I ought to confirm your temperature again, Dean, Cass said. His voice was shaking. The pretense was flimsy, but Dean clung to it as he nodded. Cass's hand left Dean's ass, and when he felt a finger pressed to his lips, he was disappointed for a moment. But when Cass said, Wet it, please, he eagerly opened his mouth and sucked him in, slurping his finger and swirling his tongue around the digit. He shuddered in anticipation when Cass returned his hand to Dean's ass brushing his fingertip gently over his hole a few times before finally easing the wet tip of his finger inside. Dean let his breath out through his nose, swallowing his groan as Cass slowly eased inside. His finger felt huge, but he moved so slowly there was no burn as he gradually stretched to accommodate it. His other hand still rested on his ass cheek, squeezing gently and rhythmically in time with his finger as he began gently working it deeper. I don't know if I will be able to judge your temperature correctly without a deeper reading, and I am going to need more effective lubricant for that, Cass said. Side pocket of my bag, Dean replied. Thank fuck he kept that around for the occasional pay-per-view and alone time opportunity he got on hunts. Cass eased his finger out of Dean and left the bed, quickly finding the lube in Dean's bag and returning to his spot between Dean's thighs. Dean closed his eyes in anticipation at the sound of the cap flipping open. He let his legs fall farther apart when Cass nudged at his inner thigh with his knee, and he was almost quivering by the time Cass finally pressed his lubed finger once again to Dean's hole. It slid inside easier than before, further, and Cass resumed his rhythm as he worked it inside, bit by bit, until his knuckles were pressed up against Dean's ass. Tess closed his eyes and swallowed hard at the sensation of Dean's tight ass gripping his finger. It felt so good, slick and warm, and he wanted to know desperately how it would feel on other parts of his body. He opened his eyes again and watched as he let his finger slowly slide out of Dean's ass and back in again, an imitation of fornication that was gratifying, yet left him wanting more. I need a second finger. He said, the question unspoken, and when Dean nodded, he pulled out, applying another drizzle of lube before gently pushing two fingers into Dean. He resumed his movements from before, and Dean responded, relaxing his muscles while rocking back into his hand, their action in no way resembling anything medical. Dean's hands clenched in the bedding and his hips lifted, and Cass bent over Dean, letting his mouth brush over the curve of Dean's ass and up his back letting his tongue trail up his spine. He picked up speed, bracing himself with his other hand as he hovered over Dean, his own hips twitching, frustrated. He brushed against Dean's prostate, and Dean swore loudly, before choking out a raspy, More! "More." and Cass responded by scissoring his fingers apart, opening him up. I may need something longer for a more accurate reading, Cass muttered against Dean's ear. Oh, fuck yes, Cass. Dean groaned. Dean whimpered when he removed his hand, and Cass didn't take his eyes off Dean's ass as he removed his underwear as fast as angelically possible. I think there's a condom in my bag. Dean gritted out. I can't host human diseases as an angel, Cass said. Dean shuddered. I can use one if you prefer, but... It may interfere with my um uh, reading. Okay, it's fine then, Dean said. He saw Dean slide his hand underneath his hips to fist his dick as Cass slicked himself and lined himself up to Dean's hole. Please let me know if there is any discomfort, Cass said, pausing before he took that final step. Just do it, please, Dean answered, and Cass didn't make him wait any longer before pressing his aching cock into Dean. He went slowly, working himself inside carefully as he had done with his fingers earlier, inching into Dean with soft rocking movements until he finally breached the tight ring of muscle and slid home, his hips pressed tightly to Dean's ass. He withdrew slowly, almost all the way before sliding in again, his weight braced on his left hand while his right hand held on tightly to Dean's hip. "'Is that... is that okay, Dean?' he asked. "'So fucking good, Cass,' he replied, and Cass nodded inanely before thrusting into him again. Dean rose to meet him as Cass began a steady glide in and out of him, and he lowered himself down to his elbow, pressing his body more firmly against Dean's back as he moved within him, mouthing at his shoulder and neck, letting his tongue trace along behind his ear into his jaw.' Dean's head turned towards Cass and his eyes opened, looking into Cass's very core as they moved together. Without a word, their mouths brushed together, gently, just for a moment, and then they were kissing properly, exploring each other's mouths with increasing desperation as the pace of their movements increased. Cass gripped Dean's hips tightly, moving his knee to get better leverage and the angle must have found that spot inside Dean, because he sucked in a breath and gasped. There, Cass, yes. Cass endeavored to comply, angling his hips to let his cock stroke against Dean's prostate, and Dean let his eyes close as he whined in a way that made Cass desperate to hear it again. Dean's hands clenched randomly on his cock as he focused all his attention on where Cass was fucking him, all pretense discarded. He could feel his orgasm building with each stroke, partly elicited by what Cass was doing, but mostly caused by the fact that this was Cass, something he hadn't let himself want almost since the moment they'd met. He could feel the electricity of it coursing through him, the need for him building, and he arched his back in an attempt to get as close as possible. Their mouths met again briefly, sloppily, and his eyes shot to Cass as when the angel gritted out. I'm almost... Dean. I can't. I'm going to. Fuck, fuck. That was the most amazing thing Dean had ever heard. Come in me, Cass. I know you want to. And he did. Holy shit, he'd never wanted anything more. Dean. Cass's fingers tightened on Dean's hip. It would bruise later mark him and Cass slammed into him hard pinning him down stiffening as the heat flooded into his ass dean pushed back against him desperately on the brink and Cass's hips flexed one more time his cock slurping wetly into him hitting his prostate and pushing him over the edge into oblivion his body tensing and shaking as he spilled into his fist it took him a moment to come back to himself Cass hadn't moved, his body draped over Dean's back, his forehead pressed to his shoulder. An aftershock rippled through him, forcing Cass free, and Dean shuddered at the sudden emptiness. Cass shifted slightly, but didn't move. Once he did, they would have to acknowledge this change in their relationship, and Dean, at least, was not quite sure how to do that. Eventually, however, the sticky mess under Dean grew uncomfortable and he moved slightly. Cass rolled off him into the side, facing Dean. He could feel Cass watching him and eventually he opened his eyes and looked back. I think you're healthy, Cass said solemnly. Dean felt the corner of his mouth quirk up. Cass's eyes crinkled and a moment later they were both grinning at each other. He was still a sticky mess, but it felt fucking amazing. You want to go have a shower with me? Dean asked. Maybe later, Cass replied. He waved his hand and the mess vanished, which, awesome. They watched each other for another few moments, an eternity, a second, and Cass let his hand rest on Dean's face, his thumb tracing his cheekbone, his lips. Dean crept closer and Cass let his legs tangle with Dean's. Maybe they would kiss. Dean fell asleep, and it was good. The end. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Dean replied, his tongue still numb. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Dean replied somewhat desperately, not in inter- touch. <laughs>